pour yourself a drink. It's time for your favorite podcast. We're going to get truly honest. Ta-da! <laughs> so we have a really special episode for you guys um, this week. So I did something really crazy that I don't normally do. And I messaged a random person on TikTok after <laughs> really enjoying their video and just asked if they would be on the podcast, not thinking that she would ever see it. And she did and replied and said yes. So we have our guest. Her name is Chelsea, and she's here with us now. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Um, And yes, Liza reached out to me randomly, and I was like, "Uh, absolutely. (laughs) Can I just say how proud I am of you for reaching out to Chelsea? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you know me, you know that I do not do that, and I'm really shy. So I just... I don't know, something came over me and I don't know what it was, but I'm glad I did. So if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself to get started. Yeah, so um, I'm 28 years old, soon to be 29. I live in Southern California. Um, I live with my parents and I am a high school teacher, which makes my life super interesting every day. Yeah. What subject? I teach English, so I am a talker. <laughs> and you know about the Oxford comma. It is so is, important. Is like, yeah, everybody, everybody says that. Why do we have so many smart people on our podcast, Lisa? <laughs> I feel like we've definitely talked about this before. We have. It's like a running theme. Anywho, <laughs> how was everybody's week? Mine was great. <laughs> um, you know, it's the pandemic, so nothing really drastically shifts from week to week. I'm still teaching from home. In California, we're pretty much all remote, um, unless you live in, like, a county where they don't give a fuck. So um, mm-hmm. I'm teaching remotely. I see my little students are just little black squares on a screen. Um, I actually cried this week in class. I don't know if that's a weird thing to talk about, but I totally cried in class. Um <laughs> But it was, it was a very normal moment, I'll explain. So I have, like, a homeroom where I have, like, a small amount of students, and we were talking about kindness and how small small acts of kindness go a long way. And I gave them three minutes of thinking time. I love that. Three minutes of thinking time so where they can just think about the subject. So we all turn off our videos and think. I just started sobbing because I was thinking about all of the times that my students, like, made my day and all the times that my colleagues would, like, come into my classroom and be like, hey – um, you know, I'm going to get coffee. Do you want one? And I just could not stop crying. And so Aww. when we turned our cameras back on, all my students were like, oh, miss, we love you. Like, we're crying too. I don't know that any of them were, but <laughs> so that, that was like the big event. Um, and then, of course, The Bachelor. But we don't have to get into that. <laughs> but I do watch oh. The Bachelor. You know that that season is filmed like right outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's so beautiful there. Yeah, it's I'm really like, cool. The room prices are not beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like obsessed. Yeah, every time <laughs> they do like the over like overshot of the scenery, I'm like, where the hell is that with trees? That's beautiful. Yeah. In the woods. Yeah. It's, like it's just like this big here. random hotel on top of a mountain. Mm. <laughs> I go That's camping nice. out there in the summer. That's really nice. Yeah, it looks really nice. How was your week, Kara? I can't remember if you already told us. Um, it was good. Um, Dan and I swapped Valentine's Day presents early because um, he needed a new backpack to match the new gear for the new team because that's a thing. So I got oh, him yeah. a backpack. Um, and then he got me a comfy. And I know you have one. And now I am obsessed. It's like I just love best. wrapping myself in it and pretending I'm an egg. Love that. That's what I do. Oh, or have man. been doing this week. What about yours? It was fine. Nothing new here. Um, we got a ton of snow, so I'm pretty sure you didn't get snow there, did you, Chelsea? <laughs> um, not in my city, but I am going to the snow. So it's like probably an hour drive without traffic to get to Big Bear. So um, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So I'm going there actually. T- not tomorrow, Friday with my family. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Nice. Listen, is your bathroom done? Almost. We just need to like finish painting trim and that kind of thing. We've been remodeling the bathroom for 
like five weeks now. So it's getting slowly done. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, on to the episode. So do you want to just tell us about like the story that I saw on your TikTok and we can start from there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was just telling you guys that I, I don't really post TikToks. I'm more of a, a viewer and I enjoy people's creativity. And honestly, TikTok has given me hope for the world because I think people on there are amazing. Um, but I saw, I kept saw, seeing these videos of like, tell me about the worst date you've ever been on. And mm-hmm. I kept thinking like, what is the worst date I've ever been on? And I was like, you know, what? I haven't had like any dates that were like so t- like terrible um, there's some that stick out that were like, he was, you know, an asshole, but it wasn't like the date was a catastrophe, but I thought of this one that was pretty significant. So I told the story about, um, when I was like 20, I was like 22 or 23. Um, and I was living in West LA. I just graduated from, um, undergrad. So I was just staying in West LA bartending, living my best life. And Tinder had like just came out or I had just gotten it. I don't know if it had just came out, but I had just gotten it. And I had also just gotten out of this serious relationship with my boyfriend from high school. So I was Mm. super new to the scene. I had, you know, only really experienced one guy and I was like scared of the world, but I was on Tinder and I was just like, wow, there are so many beautiful people here. Like Mm. West LA is known for like beautiful people. So I was just so wiping right. Like I was like, wow, the world, like the possibilities are endless. And I matched with this guy and he quickly messaged me and I must've been like a Friday or Saturday night. And he was like, hey, how spontaneous are you? And I'm not spontaneous. Like, I'm very – I wouldn't say I'm calculated. I'm all, I'm too lazy to be calculated, but I'm definitely not spontaneous. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm spontaneous. I was like, yeah, super spontaneous. What's up? And he was like, can you be ready in an hour? And I was like, yeah, I also don't do makeup or, like, do anything to make me look cute. So, yeah, I can be ready in an hour. Um. And he was like, okay, <laughs> wear something nice. So, like, my roommate, who's, like, a beautiful human being and, like, an excellent makeup artist, like, quickly does my makeup. And she's so supportive of this. She's like, this is going to be amazing. And both of us are 22 and stupid, right? Like, this is not a great idea. Like, what does this <laughs> – we don't know anything about him. We didn't even know if we liked each other at this point. So – right. So I tell him to come and he picks me up like three doors down from my apartment, but I'm pretty sure he clearly saw me walk from like the apartment I told him that was not my apartment from my apartment, right? So he like saw me like not coming out of the apartment I told him to pick me up from. (laughs) Super safe, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like smart, but it was a cute attempt, but like not really effective. So I get in his car, you know, either way I'm getting in his car. So I get in his car and he has like a pretty nice car. I don't really remember this, the type. I'm not good at cars, but I, I it was like leather and I was like, ooh. Ooh, leather. <laughs> so I get in and I'm like, hey, bro, like, I don't know anything about you. And I'm like wearing this like dress and these heels and we start driving. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to tell you where we're going. It's going to be a surprise. And I was like, that's weird. But thank you. I was like, super like, this is this is my time. Like, this is how I meet him. Right. Like, this is it. He was he was pretty cute. Like, he was decent looking. Um, I think if I saw a picture of him now, I probably would be not attracted to him. He was pretty standard. Okay. Okay. So we get in the car, we're driving. Um, he, he goes on PCH, which is like this big highway in California. I don't know. I told the story on TikTok and people were like, Oh, no one's going to understand if they're not from California. I'm like, well, I don't know what people understand. Everybody's heard of the PCH. Okay, no, everybody's you. heard of PCH. I watched Zoe 101. I know what that is. Okay. Thank you. A lot of people commented <laughs> Zoe 101. Okay. So PCH, people were so mad that I told the story with directions. I'm like, what? These are, these are important details. So <laughs> I think it makes it better. You're fine. Okay, yeah. So we go up PCH and I'm like, okay, we're going to Malibu. And we pull off of this restaurant and we go like up a little mountain. So we're like kind of on a cliff, but also the water is like right there. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to propose. This is crazy. Like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> like, this is the wildest thing I've ever done. And we go in and like the mastro or like the person that's like the host is like this older man in a tuxedo. I'm like, what the fuck? I've never been to a restaurant where it's not like a teenage girl seating me. So he pulls us into the back, this back room. It's like a private room. It's almost like the restaurant is almost like a house. It's very strange. And there's, like, 10 people sitting at this dining room table. And they're all like, oh, my God, Ryan, Ryan, oh, my God, you brought her, oh, my God. And they, like, come and greet us. I'm like, what the hell, dude? And I'm like, why not tell me this is what we're walking into? Like, 
if I'm if I have social anxiety like if I'm like a complete weirdo or whatever you know like why bring me to something like this and just assume it's all gonna be chill also like I could have slapped him in the face and ran out of there but right like he took a big gamble a huge gamble a huge gamble so did you getting in the car with a stranger absolutely you also could have been just as crazy I probably am. So, yeah. So we we get there, and I'm like, I'm so down. Like whatever this is, like I'm so down. I'm with it. Like I I was like thriving in this moment. So I'm like, oh my god, hello. I'm like giving kisses on the cheek, like doing this whole like I don't know, like Upper East Side, like East Coast, like I'm very pretentious. I just knew right away, pinkies up. Like I knew what it was. <laughs> I knew what I needed to become, and so I became it. And I'm not an actress, but, like, I'm low-key, like, very much an actress. So I get into this. Nice. So we sit down, and he goes to the the head of the table, and it's, like, this older woman who's, like, just, like, the standard L.A., like, 55 to 65-year-old who you don't know how old she is, but, like, you can tell she's trying to be 30. Like, she's trying to freeze. But you know she's Mm -hmm. old. Okay. Okay. So he goes and kisses her and is like, good, um, happy birthday, mom. And I was like, what? (laughs) happy birthday mom so we sit down like it's not like aunt judy it's mom it is like his full mother there and i am like (laughs) hello you don't know me i don't know you i don't know your son happy birthday (laughs) so we sit down and it looks like they're already eating like they've had some like courses um i am not bougie i don't know fancy things i don't know which fork to use so i it was like a very like intricate meal And the stepdad is sitting across from him and I'm sitting next to him and he's sitting next to the mom. And the stepdad says, like, I think it's best if you don't order food because, like, we're already involved. And, like, it's, you know, I guess it's, like, a time frame. I'm not not exactly sure how very fancy dinners work. But the the stepdad was a dick and was, like, don't order food. And I was, like, whatever. So I just start eating the bread and drinking the wine. And, you know, you know, I'm, I get, I get kind of intoxicated, but I'm schmoozing it up, like fully like engage with the people around me. I'm telling them that I'm a law student. (laughs) (laughs) And so on my TikTok, I say I'm an L2 law student. And so if anyone knows about law school, it's called a 2L whatever oh Uh, yeah right so I guess if you're in law my my knowledge of law is I just yeah I just was playing it up I I'm assuming they bought it um they loved me I was gregarious so the night ends and um we go back to his car and I'm like hey like you should have really told me what that was like that was super weird like that could have been disastrous and he's like oh my god no you were amazing oh my god they loved you you were so great like we gotta do this again I'm like no bro like that's annoying. Like you could have scripted me. Like we could have had this whole beautiful story. That would have been way more fun for me if I would have known what I was walking into. You're lucky I didn't like literally slap you. So he's yeah, like, right. he's like, look, my family is like really judgmental and it's been really hard because I haven't had a girlfriend in a while. And I like, I don't, I'm not really sure like, you know, what's wrong with me. I can't get a date, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, like, I don't, like, that's not my problem. And he was like, can you just come to family events? Like we have a gala and like all these things coming up, like I'll pay you. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, right, 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 right bear. Let's do this. (laughs) So, so I, I go, the next event we go to, we go to like a picnic, um, just him and I, cause he's like, oh, like, let's just go and get food. We're like a picnic. And then he takes me shopping, um, and like full LA experience shopping. And so I get a bunch of stuff. What is this? Pretty yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he's like, oh, we have to get some outfits for, like, the next things that we're going to. And I was like, okay. So, like, he doesn't, like, hand me cash, right? So it's not like that. Like, he's young. He's, like, got to be 25. I'm 22. He's got to be, like, in his mid-20s, like, not hideous, but just kind of awkward. And honestly, just so, so, um, like, stuck up. It was so hard to read him. Um, and I think, like, his his parents must have just, like, beat into him to like not let his guard down he was not fun it was not fun so anyway they go on like these subsequent dates and I get a little something out of it um I think like when I go to the gala he's like oh like do you want like cash or like what I was like yeah (laughs) I'm a server at this point like I'm a bartender (laughs) and a server I'm like yeah yeah cash sounds really cool like that sounds like a thing you should give me for sure um (sighs) So that's, yeah, so that's the story. And then after, like, the, I want to say, like, maybe the fourth time I hung out with him, like, he paid me for a couple dates, and then, like, we hung out other times, because I was trying to, I was trying to be nice, honestly. I I felt bad for him in a way, Um, 
but then in the end, I was like, I'm, I don't really like hanging out with you. So, um, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so like keep, keep your yeah, money. Yeah. And... and like, and it wasn't like consistent. It wasn't like he was like, okay, $400 for a two hour hang. You know, it wasn't like a, a real business deal. So I was always just kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of it. Um, so it was kind of strange and I don't know if I should have like spoken up, but then it felt also like I was having some hesitation of like, what is this? Like, this feels weird for me. Like, I'm not sure if I'm fully comfortable with this exchange at that time. I was like almost judging myself for even doing it. Um, so yeah, so that is probably like the most interesting <laughs> story I've had. Um, but I have follow up yeah, questions. For it. So or obviously like pretty woman was a joke because I'm just thinking of like walking in in like her normal clothes and then she walks back in and like the lady on commission is like mean yeah. to her and then she comes back in with all this money and I'm like that's <laughs> such a great scene um was he when you say like could you even carry on a conversation with him yes yes um he wasn't like a social reject he was a okay. rich boy pity party I'm not good enough for anyone, so I have to pay someone for their time. When ultimately, I think he could have found someone just as boring as him and been fine. Like, not me. Like, like definitely not someone as dynamic as me. (laughs) But someone just a little more, like, laid back. Maybe someone who was in law school. (laughs) Like, someone who was, like, (laughs) maybe on track to be of, like, the upper echelon of humans. Um, I think he could have easily found someone. I think what it was was that he was, like, seeking these very, like, outgoing and bubbly, like, cheerleader type. And that's not a match Mm. for him. Um, And I think he wanted to present as, like, I can get anyone. And honestly, his money in the end kind of did get me for a second, right? Like, he did, he did, quote, unquote, get me. Like, and I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. That was an exchange that I was totally um, consented to. But I think if he would have just, like, calmed himself down like his insecurities and maybe gone to therapy he could have found someone I, I mean I hope he does I don't really know where he is I'm sure he's I don't know paying someone else <laughs> somewhere <laughs> I so wonder if the stepdad is like obviously the stepdad's not the birth dad but like is the stepdad the one with the money that mom married up on like the financial no his, his his real dad I think lived in I want to say like Texas like somewhere like weird so his his real dad was from it was living in another state, and I think I think him and mm. mom had moved to California when he was like in high school. So and the, and then met oh. stepdad in high school. So like grown like you know grown enough teenager meeting stepdad and stepdad was also very rich but also seemed very controlling. I mean he's twenty five years old and he told us to not order food like that was a weird move you know. Um, that is yeah. Odd. Yeah. There's obviously a dynamic there where the two of them are not okay. Right, yeah. And I, and at the point where he was like, I'll just pay you, I was kind of like, okay, well, now I'm just disinterested in actually getting to know you and, like, help, like, you know, like, it, it kind of, the, the, the sad part was, was that it made me, like, okay, all I care about is this exchange. And, like, it almost made yeah. him less of a human than, and, and maybe for me, too, on his end. But, like, it just was like, okay, now that's all you are to me. It was hard, you know, it's like he put yeah. himself in that situation where I was like, I no longer care about like whatever it is you're going through. Um, right. I care about what I can get from you because yes. you're offering. Yes. And you've made it apparent that you have the means to exactly. provide that. Hmm. See, this is why rich people shouldn't lead with their pocketbook. Yeah. And. And I sound like a grandma <laughs> for saying pocketbook, but like yeah. everybody knows what I mean. <laughs> their checkbook. <laughs> Like, don't lead with your wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's why they all have trust issues, because they just lead with their ability to resources. And then it's like, well, everybody's got to live. Yeah. And it was, a, and like, it was also a weird move of entitlement to assume I would be comfortable in that situation. Um, and, like, yeah. I don't, I don't regret the way I acted. Like, I, I, that was fully for me. Like, I loved that. That was like, oh, my God, I would do that again. That was so much fun. But, you know, like, uh, any, uh, another person could have been very uncomfortable and um, very f- feel even unsafe. So. But somebody else also could have been malicious and continue to take advantage of him and his resources and never give him any other right. kind of satisfaction of it turning into something yeah. real. Yeah. 
if you think about it. Like, I mean, absolutely. People do yeah. it all the time. Yeah. So did his family actually think you guys were like a couple? I mean, I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think because like he was so closed off and people like seem to not really know a lot about his personal life. Um, they really did buy it. And I was a really great actress. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't like all <laughs> over him. It wasn't like over the top. I really was just myself. It was fun when there were other people around, like we went to this gala for like, I don't even know. It was like a charity thing, of course, um, for his best friend's dad's company or something. He was the, um, some like director of some company. I honestly don't remember the details, but it was like some like really schmoozy, like, you know, $500 a plate type of thing. Um, and like, that's the only time I've ever experienced something like that. Like I don't have, friends that have that type of wealth and it was just a whole nother world like something I was like this is a foreign lifestyle to me um and it was like a there was a silent auction and all these things going on so I just like talked to these super rich people and I don't know if they fully bought it like I guess I'll never really know but it seemed like they did um and when I finally was like hey this is kind of weird for me like I'm just not feeling it anymore um he was like okay I totally get it but like I really you know like enjoyed you and like I'll I'll like let you know I'll obviously tell my family that we broke up and I was like that's so weird dude like I don't know <laughs> isn't it weird that you have to tell them you that, broke up with somebody that you, that you were yeah, not actually that, like, dating you weren't even like I don't and the thing is like I don't even think he was interested in me like I don't even think he really liked me <laughs> he just liked what like the image was well- so yeah so other question i have is are you only or have you only ever been on tinder or have you been on like bumble Hinge, oh, i've done and all it the all other ones? i've done it all so to begin with i was just on tinder and then i think i moved to bumble like shortly after i got tinder um because it was like supposed okay. to be like more for dating and like long-term stuff and bumble is actually where i met i met my one of my exes off bumble um and I was still living in LA, but I had been home for the weekend. So that's when we matched because he lived closer to where my parents lived. And so we matched then, but I was still living in LA. So he actually came out to LA for our first date. Um, and then we ended up dating. Yeah, we ended that's up dating nice. like off and on for like three years. Um, so yeah, oh, wow. I did use Bumble. And now I'm on Hinge. And my last relationship was also someone I met off Hinge. So yeah. So, Okay. Because I was only ever on tin- Tinder okay. and Bumble. And I met my husband mm-hmm. on Bumble. But do you find, because I mean, I'm, I'm always just curious about this, is do you find that each app has a different quality of man or like a theme of man on each one? I mean, yeah, probably. I, I mean, I think obviously for me, Tinder feels the most like hookup-y. Um, but I haven't mm-hmm. been on Tinder since I was like in West LA so I haven't gone back so I don't really know if that's true but I do know people who have met their husbands off Tinder um that was when Tinder was the only game in town yeah that's that's true that's true um but you know I think I mean Bumble feels like it's supposed to be like a little more aligned with like feminism because it's like the woman reaches out first so you don't get like the initial like sexual harassment comment which happens on dating apps um which sucks, but I also use that, like, as it's a very easy filter. Um, so I do put, like, quote-unquote, like, sexy body pictures on my hinge because if the guy's going to go that way, it's just easy for me to know that right away. Um, I think yep. hinge – I'm only on hinge right now because I was on Bumble for a while, and I don't know what it was. They just – the men on Bumble just seem so creepy and unwilling to put effort And I don't, I mean, that's obviously like probably not true for everyone, but it just felt like I was not being engaged with enough. Whereas Hinge, I felt a lot more engagement from, and um, I just like the prompts a little bit more, like honestly, just like the platform itself is more pleasing to aesthetically, I guess. I don't know. Um, No, okay. Yeah. So I I prefer Hinge. Um, Yeah. And, and like I said, my last boyfriend, my ex, um, who was probably, like, the best person for me, was – I met on Hinge. So, 
okay. Yeah. Very cool. I was just curious about the three because I remember and Lissa, Lissa, you were never on Bubble. No, I was only on Tinder and then I got off. How did because <laughs> you found your person? <laughs> did you find your person on Tinder? I just got off. Yeah, we met in 2014 on Tinder, like oh, right God. when it was first starting to be a thing yes. before it was like a hookup app. Yeah, that's when I was on Tinder was 2014. That's when I graduated from yeah. college. Me too. And yeah, it was just, it was a different time back then on Tinder, I feel like, mm-hmm. before it started to get creepy, Yeah, I guess. I, I think the people that, like, use the apps for what they're actually intended to, when, like, a new one comes out, like, all of those people jump to the next mm-hmm. one because they're sick of all, like, the sleazy people. And then, like, I don't know. And then I think, like, every app just kind of gets, like, worse and worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be the trend that I've noticed anyway. Yeah, that may, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, people who are actually serious about dating would, would try the new the new ones to kind of see if they can find a fit. Um, I know there's, like, Match and, like, Plenty of Fish. I've never tried any of the ones that are, like, paid for. But, I mean, I'm 28 going on 29. I might be getting to that point. And it's no shame. You've got time. It's no shame in paying for it. I might be, like, a little bit more dedicated. Who knows? <laughs> well definitely let so, us know if you do that mm-hmm. i want to know i had one of my best friends growing up met her husband on plenty of fish yeah and i just think that the dating apps as a whole introduce you to people that you may never have come across in real life oh absolutely yeah and i think that part is intriguing about them what i did find intriguing about them i don't anymore we don't have them and I obviously we're not swingers I'm not sharing him, so. <laughs> not yet not yet. you want to be a swinger <laughs> nope nope Mm-mm. yeah I met so worse oh. oh go ahead I was just gonna say that my my ex so like not my most recent ex but the one before that the one he I met him on Bumble and like as far as like physicality I would have I would have never like maybe talked to him which is kind of a jacked up thing to say but he was by far the best first date I've ever had. So like things like that. Ooh, tell that story. Okay. Okay. So I was living in West LA. So he comes out to West LA. This is the one that kind of lives closer to where my parents live, but he comes out to West LA and he picks me up again for my apartment. Don't recommend. I was like 23. I was 23. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't believe how long ago that was. Okay. I was 23. And we, the first thing we do is he made reservations, which honestly is so simple and should be the standard, but my God is so attractive. He made reservations at this very nice brunch place in Santa Monica. So we go to this rooftop brunch place. We get bottomless mimosas. We're eating our like whatever eggs Benedict fancy shit. And we're totally vibing. He's super smart. He's funny. Um, I'm really big into sports. He uh, played in the NFL for a couple years and his brother is in the NFL. So we're talking football. And then um, we eat, we finish our breakfast and then he's like, okay, let's go to like a bar. So we're in Santa Monica. So we just walk to this bar and there's like um, chess and connect four. And so we start like playing these tournaments and he's like, okay, whoever loses like pays for the drinks or whatever. And so of course I win. And so it's, it's, it's a good time. So we've been on the state now, probably three, three and a half hours. And he's like, let's go to the, yeah. He's like, let's go to the Santa Monica pier. So we start at brunch, which is like 11 a.m. And I'm like, okay, let's go to the pier. So we go to the pier. We ride the roller coaster. We start playing games. Um, we're there for a couple more hours. We're walking around. The sun starts setting. Like this is like now becoming like a six, seven hour date. And so we get back to his car and he's like, well, you know, do you want me to take back to your apartment or do you want to go see a movie? And I'm like, what the hell? Like you want to continue to <laughs> like this is. I mean, let's see a movie. What the hell? So we go and see a movie and we go to, I forget the name of the theater, but it's in the Westfield Shopping Center in Westwood and there's only couches. So it's not individual seating. There's couches. So we go and we watch, um, oh my God, I'm trying to think the title. It's something like Slumber Party or Night Over. It's like some indie movie about this couple that goes to spend the night at their friend's house and it basically becomes to a swinger party. 
And so, huh? we, yeah, oh it's, um, it's a, it was a really good film. <laughs> so we go and we're like on this couch and we're like making fun of all the other people that are on couches. And we're like, oh, look at those losers, like holding hands. <laughs> 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 and he buys me zebra popcorn, which is my favorite. And we watch this movie. And then after the movie, he's like, do you want to get dinner? And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so we go to dinner. I don't get home until like 10 p.m. So this has now been like an 11 hour date and um, it was just so much fun. He was so easy to talk to. It was super funny. Um, just enough of an asshole to make me intrigued. And it was a great date. And he drove all the way back. To, it was like an hour away from where he lived. So he drove all the way back and um, he didn't try to like, we had no like physical connection as far as like, he didn't try to like touch me or kiss me or anything, which I thought was super strange. And I was like super insecure about. Um, but it just turns out that it's actually his insecurities. <laughs> I ended up dating, Aww. I ended up dating him for three years. So I really got to know, um, like the type of person he is and, and the type of affection he feels comfortable displaying. But yeah, that was like one of the best first dates I've ever had. Um, and that was like, that was a week long worth of dates. I know. One day. I know. I know. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We really, we really clicked, um, and yeah, we ended up dating for a while after that. So that's good. Aww. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So worst date, not with him, but just in general. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think the worst date, I've had a lot of doozies. Um, but I think the worst date I ever went on was with this guy um who I I mean I try to like really connect with people on like an emotional spiritual mental level intellectual even um who I, I was not physically attracted to him which was like okay for me but I went on this date and immediately I knew that he was extremely physically attracted to me which is again okay um but for for especially as a woman I need to feel that safe is uncomfortable that yes. is uncomfortable. I need nope. To... I've got to <laughs> feel like you're not staring at me like I am a piece of meat. And that's like piercing into your yes, soul. Yes, that's so what it was. Um, and he was, we met, we get, I, I don't remember Tinder or Bumble, but it was definitely a dating app. And um, he was slightly different than his pictures. Like, I'm not going to say it was like a catfish situation. It was just like he had aged and he had grown in ways that I was like okay whatever that's fine like I was not like judgmental at all but it it added to the layer of he was trying to be something he wasn't and I think mm. he was like a real estate agent and he talked about like all these houses he had sold and so we so I get in his car again don't do this but I get into his car <laughs> I didn't have a car I lived in West LA didn't have a car so I get into like his I think he had like an electric car. I don't want to say a Tesla because I don't even know if Tesla was out, but it was like a fancy electric car. And we, and he's like, Oh, I want to show you this house I recently sold. And I was like, uh, okay, okay, I, I guess. So he drives me into like where the Getty Museum is. If people are from LA, the Getty Museum is like on this hill. And so he drives me up to like where the Getty is and shows me this like what seems to be approximately like a $5 million home. He's like, Oh, I just sold that home. And I'm like, okay. Like, oh wow, what? Like, why are we here, dude? Like, this is are we gonna go inside? Like, is this where our date like, is? <laughs> I was gonna say, do you know who bought it? Like, are you guys close? Right. I'm like, this is super. I'm like, congratulations. Like, um, am I getting the commission check? Why am I here? <laughs> so, <laughs> was he trying to like weirdly impress yes. you or what? absolutely like 100 yeah. percent trying to weird? And I was like, oh, like I did not know how to react. I was like, oh wow, that's amazing, amazing, so amazing. <laughs> I'd be like, good for you. You did your job. Yeah, I'm like. Ugh. So then we drive like down the hill, and he takes me to Umami Burger, which is like this delicious burger place um but it's very fancy and I hate this I hate sitting at the bar I am an anti sit at the bar for dinner person um unless we're like dating for like three years and we don't want to look at each other so we go and he's like oh let's just sit at the bar I'm like oh it feels so casual I don't know why it's just like everything he was doing at that point was annoying me he was very well, like it's not personable like it's not no, like you're not trying to get to know no. me you're just trying to show me that you can pay and then take me home that's exactly not okay 
yeah so we get to the bar and he we're like ordering and then he like puts his hand on my knee and I'm again I'm like 22 or 23 and I don't know how to say like hey I'm uncomfortable with you touching me so I just let his hand rest there and it was painful and like I wish I am the person I was today and be like hey like I'm actually not okay with this but I didn't know what to say Oh, so I was like in pain. Especially because you're now like stranded because he's picked you up. So like exactly, exactly. That's the the 117th reason why you don't get in a car with a man you don't know. (laughs) Um. So and then he was like, "Do you want to go bowling?" And I was like, "No, like I I really do want to go home. Like I'm really tired." And he's like, "Let's just do one round." And he like basically convinces me to go bowling with him. And I just, again, like, kind of bite my tongue and do it. And it's uncomfortable the whole time. I can tell he's like, kind of, like, staring at my body. He's, like, making me, touching me in uncomfortable ways. And I'm like, hey, I really want to go home. Like, I'm over this. I'm sorry. Like, our game is not over, but I would really, really like to go home. So he drops me off three doors down. Of course, that's my MO. So then I, yep. like, <laughs> let him go. I let him drive off. And I scurry home. And I'm, like, going to my room. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know why I did that. Like, I wasn't even, like, we hadn't established that we were attracted to each other. I didn't really like him. It was really awkward. He was much older. Um, and then he texts me like this horrifically explicit text message after. And I was like, Ew. oh my God. Like trying to be like like a sext? Yes. Like the- he just confirmed Poor everything form, like that I had imagined the whole time I wanted to X blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my God. So I just blocked him. Um, and then he found me on Facebook and added me on Facebook and I had to block him on Facebook. So that's probably like the, the cringiest date, the cringiest date, um, that I had ever been on. And I, and again, I, I wish I had the, the strength to like actually say something to his face, but I was also like, you know, might've been unsafe. You know, I was like, I don't know if I reject him right now, like what's, what's going to happen. I have to go in the car with him, you know? So there was just like a lot of scary. The scary thing is like, you now know where a roundabout place where I live exactly but also like I don't know if you're gonna flip your lid while we're in a public place these people don't know me right right like is the bartender gonna come to my rescue like you don't know Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah no that's not fun so that was one of the 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 worst ones but I generally love first dates (laughs) oh yeah first dates are fun I went on, I mean, it wasn't anything as cringy as yours, but I went on a really, really bad date and I got in the car so that he could just drive me to his car. Mm-hmm. But the whole time he just was like talking about like how great his mom is mm. and how rich <laughs> he was. And I was like, all right, cool. So you're like a mama's boy who has a job because otherwise you won't get your trust fund. Mama's boys are like real, so real. And he like bragged I didn't really about know that was a thing until recently. Yeah. And he bragged about his dog, which was like I think a Maltese, which is fine. One of my best friends here in Pittsburgh has a Maltese and I love that dog. Mm-hmm. But the dog's name was Thor and this man was like <laughs> six foot two. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and he was like he had a Porsche and I was like, All right, cool. Well, like I know that's an expensive car, but like that's not gonna make me like you. Mm-hmm. And he was mean to the waiter or to our server. She was the sweetest person ever. And he was just very dismissive of her. And I probably spoke up because I was a little older. I think I was 27 when I was on this date. And I was just like, could you not be a dick? And he was just like, what? And I was like, you're being really dismissive to her. And all she's doing is her job. Like, knock it off. And then yeah. he was a dick to the valet. Because he obviously valeted his car. Right. And like I parked on the street. Like I have I Where have a Chevy. Go? We went to a taco place. This was in Colorado. And. Oh. I was like where is there a taco place that valets here? <laughs> no. He like. He had hurt his knee. And I think he was recovering from like surgery of some kind on his knee. And. So he had valeted it at like the hotel next door. Whatever. I don't. I don't care. And. <sighs> He was like, I'll, I'll give you a ride back to your car because I had parked like six blocks away, which wasn't like far. Like the blocks were short. Like I I have shoes. Like I'm fine. But and I was like in flats. I didn't dress up or anything. Like I was coming from work. So I had on my suit and I had on flats. And I was like, all right, you can take me back to my car. 
but then he was a dick to the valet and I was like why are you so rude yeah that's the worst I've definitely I have had experiences where guys were dicks to people and that that actually there's a worse date that I just thought of but I don't know if we want to get into it because it's like a whole other story but Mm -hmm. oh no we (laughs) do it's fine (laughs) so I I was at my sister's apartment building and I was like in the pool hall like there's like a community center and this guy was like working on a computer and he started talking to me and um anyway he asked me for my number and I was like okay yeah and he was like oh like let's go out and so I think the next time I was at my sister's I went to his apartment because he lived in the same apartment complex and we just like had some drinks and like chatted or whatever and he was like oh I want to take you out to dinner and I was like okay and so the next time whatever like a week later we go to dinner and we go to this place that's, like, not far from his house. And it's, like, okay, it's, like, a, it's called Raw Sushi. It's, like, a, it's a chain in California. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know Raw. Yeah, they have them here on the East Okay, Coast. perfect. So yep. we go to Raw. And, like, we're looking at the menu. And um, he has a very different culture than I am. So it's, like, 8.30 p.m. And I'm, like, I don't want to have dinner. Like, I, this is late as a fuck for me. Like, I want to just – I just want to, like, maybe have a drink. Like, this is really late. It was, like, a weeknight. And he's looking at the menu and he was like, what do you have for, he tells the waiter, what do you have for sushi? And it's like a Wednesday night. So they're closing, they're either closing at nine or 10. So like, it's not far off from when they're closing. And then they were like, oh, sushi, like, this is the menu. Like all of this is sushi. And he's like, no, what are your sushi options? And he's like, it's right here. And he was like, you can leave. (laughs) And he literally flings his hand like, you can leave. And I'm not, I, I, I want to the server. Yes. Oh, ew. And <laughs> I like nope. I, I'm I'm an anthropologist, so I was like, this is a cultural difference. I get it that it's a cultural difference, but that shit is rude. Like I can't. So then at this point, he's like pissed, and we leave the restaurant. We leave the restaurant. Okay, we leave raw sushi. <laughs> this person. Oh. We leave, and he's like, we have to find something better than this. I'm like, we are gonna only find chains. Like, we don't live anywhere where this is. This is the best we can get. Okay. <laughs> right. So we go to like this kind of hole in the wall sushi place and order a crap ton of sushi. And like, I'm like, I don't want to eat any of this. But anyway, I never saw him after that. I was like, you are so mean. I couldn't do it. Um, just nope. like yeah, like very controlling, very like um. I remember he told me, like, oh, next time you should wear a skirt. And I was like, excuse me? I told him, I'm like, what What do you mean, like, I should wear a skirt? Like, I, I will wear what I'm comfortable with. At this point, I was, like, 25. So I had a little bit more of a backbone, thank God. But, yeah, that one was bad. Rude to service workers at all? I'm like, no, bro. Like, that's not, no. that's not okay. So when you said that he was like, you should wear what? Like, wear the skirt. That reminded me... <laughs> I was on, this was like years before meeting my husband. And I, like, this guy and I, we both swiped right. I, I love having these conversations because I forget about dates that I've been on until things bring them up. But yeah. um, he was like, I'm a dominant. And I was Oof. like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and, like, I kind of had an idea, but I was just, like, playing stupid because I was, like, so intrigued by, like, the psychology behind yeah. this. And I had read Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Obviously, real life is not, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, where it turns out that he still likes vanilla sex, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> I'm like, okay. And he was like, I'm looking for a submissive. Like, he was very upfront about mm. it. And I was like, well, like, what would that like classify i'm like is this going to be like a contract deal and he and he had a foot fetish oh my god and of course now, he did he, he was like i he was like i'm really into feet i know that's not everybody's thing but a pedicured foot is like amazing to me and i was like okay that makes sense like nobody likes ugly feet but like i'm not really that into feet and i think we hung out like twice like, nothing happened. We never kissed. We never went on, like, any kind of date at all whatsoever. He had a little girl. He had, like, a female roommate. I was like, okay, whatever. But it was just really interesting. And I was like, I'm just so intrigued. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where it was like, could I ever live this lifestyle? Mm-hmm. And come to find out, the answer would be no. Um, <laughs> oh but gosh. it was just interesting. I was just intrigued. So I was like, I'm going to keep feeding into this. So I'm 
Like I'm just aware. Like I don't know what's that. It's kind of yeah. Crazy. It's so interesting that you say that because I've I've also met someone with a foot fetish, but they were a submissive, and they wanted me. Ugh. Yeah, they wanted me to humiliate them. And Whoa. I mean, I'm not going to get into this because there's so many dynamics that I I really can't speak on. But he was a black man, and he wanted me to basically be his slave owner. That's in quotes. I would never. So yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That was aggressive. And that was so weird because I don't even know. I must have matched with him or I didn't even match with him. I must have put, I think at one point on Bumble, I had my Instagram because he DM'd me Mm. and my Instagram is private. Like I don't want my students finding me. So my Instagram is private. Mm -hmm. I don't allow anyone that I don't know to follow me on Instagram because that's really I used Thanks. to post a lot of just like political rants. Um, I don't do it as much mm-hmm. anymore. I have TikTok for that. But um, <laughs> so he found me and he DM'd me and like gave me this whole like proposal. And I was like, what? But but we we talked on the phone and I was kind of like, okay, like a foot fetish. He didn't give me a, like right away. He didn't tell me what he wanted. But then it got into like the okay. slave, slave master thing. And I was like, this is like. I can't, there is a limit to how I can act. There is a limit to my acting ability. And there is also for me like a, an ethical boundary. Like I couldn't bring myself to do it. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to go there. So. I feel like you have to be a certain personality and like certain things. Like it's, that's why they call it like a yeah. niche. Because like not everybody can like turn that right. on. And like I couldn't, I like was there just... was parts of me that I'm like, I can't turn off the part of me that doesn't ever want to say the N-word. Like I can't do it. Like even. If... Oh, that. Oh, that's just. Yeah, that was, that was the request. And I was like, oh, no, man. No. He like said that he wanted you to say that to him. He explicitly was like, you need to call me this. And I was like, I know. Also like, oh, and, no. and, and, and it became such a part. I'm like, I, okay, so this is a kink. I don't want to be kink shamey and there is a part of me that thinks you need deep help. So like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, is this a kink or is this a psychological way of coping? Exactly. Right. And I'm not going to be like a part of that. It was so, it was so bizarre. So yeah, that's the only time that has ever been asked of me. (laughs) But no, nothing was ever asked of me, but it was like, it would be like, if this were to work out because, he was really respectful in the fact of like, I know that this isn't like everybody's yeah. thing. So he like laid out like what he would need and to see like if you were comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then it just I, it just happened that like I was not comfortable. His daughter was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I she is so cute. And I was like, I don't think that I could like flip on and off like. I mean, not that I would have been like the stepmom, but like this casual person that like your daughter shows what she's done in arts and crafts mm-hmm. to, to be right. like that with you. Yeah. Like I can't. No. And I think that like for a lot of kinks, that's like part of it, right? Is that you are like, you're like the normal person and then behind closed doors, you're not. And it's so, it's so interesting yeah. because I feel like the kink community is so upfront about those needs. And I feel like the people who are just like, you know, not into kinks should probably take a page out of that book. Like I'm not saying start with your sexual preferences because it is a lot. Um, But to be so explicit about what exactly precisely you need to get turned on, I feel like that's pretty, it feels healthy, you know? Um, Oh, I think it's very healthy. Yeah. I think it's really brave Mm -hmm. too. They're like, I need clean toes to (laughs) on. Like, can that be a thing? And I'm like, no, (laughs) not mine. I, like, hate feet. Like, I don't even like talking about feet. Yeah. Well, that's, like, the thing. Like, it's it's such a, I think it's, like, pretty – I don't want to say, like, the, the full foot fetish is, like, a common thing, but I would say, like, a lot of the partners I've been with are doing things to my feet. Like, I don't know that they have a foot fetish, but, like, you know, at some point they're in the vicinity of their mouth and, like, things happen, you know? Like, I think it's – because. <laughs> I do think that there's like something in your foot though that is like arousing. Like I think that's, I mean, not for me personally, but I do think that there's something there that does turn yeah. people on, and I think it's more common than what is, yeah, perceived. Yeah, definitely. 
I would think. I mean, it's got to be like something else. I always just think of the episode from Friends where Monica's like, seven, seven, seven. I don't know if anybody else is a Friends fan, but any Friends fan will understand my (laughs) reference. But that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad we're all not the only people. That that makes me feel good. Yeah. (laughs) Completely forgot about him until just I know. Me me too. I definitely definitely blocked out that whole encounter because I was like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't do this. Well, yours was way more drastic yeah. than mine. Mine was very like, what is less than G <laughs> in comparison? I don't know. Wow. No Made for needs a hug. <laughs> that person needs a hug is what they yeah, need. Yeah, I was. I, and, and, and the thing is, too, is like he was very like, I'm not looking to change this. I think even at one point, cause I was like, I was trying to like dissect. I think I, I was trying to dissect like the psychology of it and try to understand it. And he was like, I'm actually not looking to change this. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. I am also not looking to change you. Like do your thing. Um, but also right. like, yeah, You're not hurting yeah. anyone. So yeah, I don't know like what, hmm. like who's going to fit that role. Like I'm concerned also about them maybe, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you were the first person he asked that to, you know? Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't sound he like seemed, it. Yeah. He seemed very well versed. <laughs> he knew exactly what to say to like <laughs> ease into it and to like kind of give me some like incentive. And um, because it was like he was the submissive, he was also like, yeah, you can like, um, you know, tell me what to do. Or like um, there was like he was one of the offers was like, I'll just send me your grocery list and I'll go buy you groceries and drop them off. And like you can tell me how like you know all these terrible names call me all these terrible names and I'll just do whatever you want and I'm like I sh- it feels like I should be into this it feels like that's something that feel- that would work oh, out wow. <laughs> but um I think the only thing I was like I don't know you want to buy me alcohol for my friends so we can party I was like very I was like I don't know I don't like know how to it was it was not something I was I was willing to do at that time but yeah it was very interesting I don't know how to manipulate you to do what I yeah. want yeah to then like also turn like, you on v- like what like that's very exaggerated as well like abusive like you want me to abuse you I don't know how to like fully become that so yeah yeah Con- it goes like against all natural instinct to be like abuse somebody like that's not a normal instinct to definitely not for me no express yeah. I guess um so since you're on the West Coast, mm-hmm. what would you find to be the difference between West Coast and East Coast men? Since people on coast lines tend to be very coastal, like people from one side move to the other to go find things that they're missing. Yeah. So I'm just intrigued, like variety of men. And like Los Angeles, I feel like has a type. I find it, at least stereotypically, I don't mean to offend, <laughs> but like a lot more metro mm. men, I'm told. And have seen in magazines (laughs) live in Los Angeles. I don't actually know. I've only been to Los Angeles three times. Two work trips and one trip with my aunt. And I wasn't dating on any of those. Um, So, I I mean, I've never gone. I've never lived on the East Coast to date regularly. But I've met men from the East Coast. So, I guess I can kind of speak to it. Um, I think there's some truth in that, that LA men tend to be a little bit more metro or a little bit more like fluid with how they express maybe masculinity. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also like the opposite. Like I also find that there are a lot of like athletes, um, a lot of like big, like businessmen tend to be in LA. Um, I used to work at a bar that was like in the center of like these business buildings. And so a lot of those men were very like presenting masculine, but also dressed very like clean and like slim fit tuxedos or not tuxedos, uh, suits. That's what they wear to work, not tuxedos. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I think that LA men are looking for this down to earth, natural beauty, um, easygoing but also very successful and ambitious like you know the kind of like complete package and um LA tends to be really focused on look so there's like also a very surface level shallowness to it um which I think is really evident once Mm. you get on on dating apps but as far as like the comparison to east coast I mean 
my experience with East Coast men is that it's more focused on like um, status, you know, like socioeconomic status or like access to things. Um, I dated one guy. So the date that I went on that I ended up dating him for a while, that really long, good date. Um, he's from the East Coast. He's born mm-hmm. in New York and he's born into a, like a really wealthy family and had a lot of success. His He actually like went to school with um, the Trump like Trump's sons, um, Eric and Don Jr. So he went to like a very prestigious, you know, boarding school or not boarding school, but like private school and like Mm -hmm. lived in a building with like a whole bunch of famous people. So I dated him for a while. And I think his East Coast vibe was more just like, like sarcastic tones and like not really affectionate. Like, and that might've just been him in particular, but it was a little bit more like standoffish and more, like performative and then um, like hard to break through. Whereas like LA men, I think are a little bit more willing to like do PDA and be all like gushy, but then also not have um, like the interest in establishing a real relationship. Like I found that LA men are very quick to give you all of the attention and affection, but like not follow through with anything real as far as connection goes. So that's really like the only comparison I could really draw um but I mean yeah I think like the vibes definitely add to it right like LA is a lot more like easygoing um it's not necessarily like like you can go for like a hike on a date you know there's a lot more like um like simpler dates I don't know I've never dated in New York but I know that like some of my friends who are in New York are like dating is terrible here um so I don't yeah I don't have an experience dating in like on the east coast but that's that's kind of it for me. Gotcha. I was gonna say I don't have experience dating like anybody mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Um but with my dad being from New York, like in New York, there's New York City and Long Island that's like clumped together, and then you have like New York as in yeah. like the state. And even New Yorkers will tell you something that right. is like different. Like Buffalo, Syracuse, Albany, like they're not the same as like New York City and Long Island. So I'm not surprised by like the sarcasm and Mm -hmm. all these other things. I just always think of, and my golden rule, I didn't really care where they were from, was if he looks like he takes longer to get ready than me, I'm not dating him. (laughs) You don't like the poly type? That was the rule. Yeah, no, I I don't. (laughs) No, no t-shirt time. I couldn't do that either. I'm also very low maintenance. So that's actually really easy (laughs) to find someone that takes longer than me. Same, which is why my husband and I work because he takes even less time than me and finds the fact that I am so low Mm -hmm. maintenance a turn on. So it works out well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've grilled you enough, I feel. Lisa, did I miss anything? I think that definitely hit all the points. Do you have any dating tip advice for anyone? We have lots of friends who are on dating apps. Um... I guess what I'm kind of doing right now is start with a question that is a non-negotiable deal breaker. Um, so I am, I like to ask guys, are do you consider yourself a feminist? And it's not necessarily like the yes or no that works for me, but it's just like how they take that question and how they answer it. Ooh. So a lot of guys are like well I think that women should have rights and like they go into this long explanation but they won't say that they're a feminist whereas other guys are like absolutely and go into a long explanation Um, and then sometimes guys block you so that's a really good (laughs) yeah very telling I think that's a great tip yeah I love that. And you could, I mean, any question that you think is important, like, you know, what do you think of the protests? Um, What do you think of the Capitol insurrection? Like, I mean, obviously I'm a little prone to politics, but um, I think that anything that like matters to you, you should ask it right up front, not to necessarily gauge like, oh, how, how much do they know on the subject? I think that might be a little unfair, but what is their reaction to that question? And like, how do they go about exploring it with you? I think is important. I think that's awesome, actually, because I think that that's like a very telling of when these kinds of conversations occur in our household, because if we have an actual Mm -hmm. connection, they will, because you have to discuss those things. It tells you or at least helps you gauge like 
Is this going to be a fight? Do we have the mm-hmm. same kind of values? Like, what's going on? And I mean, politics yeah. will tell you a lot. I'm not saying they have to be the end-all, be-all, but I'm saying that they tell yeah. you a yeah. lot. Yeah, and just how, like, people even go about having those conversations, too. It's not necessarily, like, all of your points aren't going to align. Like, that's a given, um, I guess. Hopefully. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm hoping someone will align with all my viewpoints, but, like, ideology is important and also it's more like how you interact with those ideologies and what you're willing to like expand on so yeah it's a good starter yeah no i think that's great advice Mm -hmm. or great tip awesome that's awesome yeah well thank you so much for joining us i'm really glad you agreed and you didn't think it was creepy (laughs) that i messaged you (laughs) no it was definitely less creepy than the guy who um wanted me to enslave him so (laughs) that was you didn't you also didn't send her a long text Alyssa so yeah it was a pretty simple request (laughs) yeah awesome well hopefully we can have you back again on our episode hopefully um you enjoyed being here as much as we enjoyed having you um for our listeners, don't forget to um, follow us on our Instagram. Don't forget to send us any questions you may have. If you have any questions that you want Chelsea to answer or if you want some advice from her, because it sounds like she has a lot of it, um, go to our Instagram. It's at truly underscore honest KL. Um, and we'll see you next week. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Yay! <laughs>